Are you ready for the Word of God today? Are you really ready for the Word? We love the Word of God around here at People's Church. We're kicking off a brand new series called Speed Kills. And I'm really excited about this series because busyness has been wrecking a lot of people's lives. How many of you would agree with your pastor at every location that we live busy lives? Could you agree with that? I mean, we are all busy, busy with work, busy with school, busy with sports, busy with practices, busy with games, busy with recitals, busy with expense reports, busy with emails, busy with work projects, busy with meetings, busy with packing lunch, busy with cleaning, busy with washing dishes, busy with more meetings, busy with homework, busy with text messages, busy with phone calls, busy with grocery shopping, busy with cooking, busy strategizing at work, busy training new employees, and it's only Monday. You still have to exercise, cut the grass, wash the car, fill the car with gas, meet the work deadline, get your hair cut, get your nails done, meet the teacher, finish the school project, donuts with dads, piano lessons, swimming lessons, take the kids to a math tutor because you don't remember how to do algebra. Come on, somebody. I don't know how to do algebra anymore. Get you some help. Got to get the dog room, doctor's appointments, family drama to fix, more dishes to clean, more clothes to wash, more problems to solve at work. All of this, and we haven't even talked about Netflix, Hulu, social media, and watching the Dallas Cowboys win the Super Bowl. It's my sermon. I'll preach it like I, how I want to. Yes, the Dallas Cowboys play today. Yes, tonight. I'm busy. We're all busy, aren't we? And, and, and I'll be transparent. I, I like being busy. If you get to know me real well, I like to work. Um, I, I work hard. I like to produce. I like to be productive. Uh, I would have the tendency, if I did not watch myself closely, to be a workaholic because I enjoy working, enjoy producing. And yet there have been a couple of seasons in my life where busyness about broke me. I shared this story before a couple of times, uh, but it's worth repeating. And I know we have a lot of new families attending uh, People's Church. And it was several years ago, I was very lightheaded, just dizzy. I was having shooting pains down my arm. My chest was hurting. I was so dizzy and so much pain, I could not even stand up and preach one Sunday. I had to sit in a chair to preach, did not have the strength to stand, and just dizzy. And it was one morning, about two or three in the morning, I was laying in bed, and I, I woke up, and I just, I, I'm having a heart attack. I knew I was dizzy and pain down my arm. My chest was hurting so bad, and I leaned over to Tiffany, and I didn't want to scare her. So I just said, hey, babe, I'm going to drive to the heart hospital, but I'm okay. And she looked at me and she said, okay, and went right back to sleep. And I drove myself to the heart hospital. Yeah. And they told me, Mr. Cooper, after they ran all the tests on me and the EKG and all of those things, they said, you're not having a heart attack. You're, you're under a lot of stress. You're having a stress attack. You're having a, a panic attack. And then, then there was another time that I was having the same symptoms. And, and this time, Tiffany's parents were at 
our home. They had, they drove down from Nebraska. They come a couple times a year to our home and, and here they are in our home and they were sitting in the living room with Tiffany. I was in the kitchen and I'm having these symptoms. I just know I'm having a heart attack right now. I'm having a heart attack right now. And the last thing I want to do is tell Tiffany and my in-laws, I need to go to the emergency room. I'm going to lose all of my cool points. They're only here twice a year. When they come twice a year, they need to know I'm a man. I got this family. I got your daughter. I got these kids. These grandkids are fine. I'm good. No, I wasn't. I went to the emergency room that night because busy was breaking me. And according to a lot of research we did, many people are wrecking their life with busyness. The CDC said that over the past four years, physical overexertion has been their second leading cause of injury and illness. Since the year 2000, heart disease, disease has gone up by 42% because people are so busy. Scholar Joel, you spell his last name G-O-H, estimates that workplace stress contributes to at least 120,000 deaths Annually, one article I read said being too busy creates a chronic stress response. People experience physical manifestations of stress that are indicators that their life is too busy. And ignoring these indicators can cause burnout, disease, and damage the body long term. And the most common physical indicators include fatigue, sleep problems, including feeling exhausted and insomnia, chest pain or heart palpitations, which I was dealing with, panic attacks, headaches, gastrointestinal discomforts, such as cramps, stomach aches, indigestion, constipation, and diarrhea. And some of you are wondering, why are you so constipated? I can't go all into all the details there. I'm going to move right along in my message. But I want you to understand that being too busy will break you, not bless you. Corey Ten Boom once said that if the devil can't make you bad, he'll make you busy. And it's so true. The devil wants you so busy because he wants to break you. Your heavenly father wants to bless you. The devil wants to break you. And I want to give you four quick indicators to help you recognize if the devil has you too busy. Four indicators, right? At the beginning of this series, four indicators that I want you to begin to just examine your life and ask myself, ask yourself, am I too busy? First indicator, too busy creates stress. I just read to you several statistics about stress. And today, would you be honest with yourself? Are you stressed out? Do you have some of the signs that I read to you a few moments ago? Because too busy will always lead to extreme stress and health issues. A second, too busy, a second indicator is it cancels joy and peace. When you're too busy, joy and peace will be sucked right out of your life. And some of you today, you have no joy, you have no peace, and you don't even, you can't even figure out why. You're thinking, Pastor, I read the Bible, I pray, I come to church, I worship. Why don't I have peace? Why don't I have joy? Perhaps your pace 
is robbing your peace. Perhaps juggling all of the balls of life is robbing you of the joy of life because too busy cancels joy and peace. A third indicator, too busy crushes productivity. Have you ever talked to someone and they're always busy but not busting a grape? Just, but busy. What you, what you been doing to that? Busy. I'm just, I'm, ooh, I'm, woo, I'm busy. Busy, busy, busy. Did you get the work project done yet? Nope, no, but I'm, I'm busy. Busy, busy. Get your homework done yet? Nope, but I've been busy, busy, busy. Woo, I'm busy. And busy actually has the opposite effect. It crushes productivity. A fourth indicator is it corrodes connection. One of the key signs that you're too busy is it is corroding your connections. Your relationship with your spouse is eroding. You're, you're drifting away from your spouse because you're so busy and you're not connecting with your spouse. You're having major marriage problems. And some of you, the problem is not the problem that you think it is. The problem is you're too busy and you've lost connection. Your relationship with your kids is lacking. You don't have time to spend with your children. You don't have time to go to their ball games, to go to their activities, and you're just struggling connecting with them, and you find yourself just impatient with your children all the time. I remember being there, just always impatient, always snapping everything on your last nerve. That's what my mama, my mama used to say. You on my last nerve. I said, you said that last time. You got a new one? You know, I didn't, I didn't say that. I thought it. I, 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 never, I never said it. I, I never said it. I'm still alive today to tell you about it. Your, your relationship with friends is missing in action. You don't have time for friendships. I, I, I talked to you today about, hey, we're launching small groups, and you immediately thought, I don't have time for small groups. I don't have time to connect with other Christians. I, I'm just too busy, and you're right. You're too busy if you don't have time to connect with God's people because the devil wants to keep you isolated because he picks people off when they are isolated. Some of you find yourself so busy that you're too busy to spend time with God. Your connection with God is eroding. You're too busy to pray. You're like, I don't have time to read the Bible, Pastor. I'm too busy to read the Bible. Pastor, I'm too busy to come to church. When, when I talked to you just a moment about the four-week challenge, some of you felt like it was the 20-week challenge. Like four weeks? I can't come to church for four whole weeks? For an hour and 10 minutes? Are you kidding me? I can't do that because you are too busy for what really matters in life. And I'm concerned that you're finding yourself so busy. Not only is it impacting what really matters in your life, it's impacting what matters in your kid's life. It's impacted what, what matters in your teenager's life. There's just, I don't, we're just busy. No time for God, no time for church. We're just busy. And what I want us to think about at the onset of this series is what causes us to get so busy that we don't have time for what really matters. What causes you and I to get so, so, so busy that we create stress, we cancel joy and peace, we crush our productivity and corrode our connections 
today what I want us to do is I want us to look at a Bible story and I want us to learn the root, some root causes of busyness. Get ready to take some notes here. Get your Bible handy. If you have a paper Bible, just wave it in the air like you don't care. Come on, where my, ooh, I love my paper Bible people. The rest of you get your glow Bible ready. Let's go to Luke chapter 10. Luke chapter 10, beginning in verse number 38. And let's learn some root causes of busyness. It says this, as Jesus and his disciples were on their way, he came to a village where a woman named Martha opened her home to him. And she had a sister called Mary who sat at the Lord's feet listening to what he said. But Martha was distracted by all the preparations that had to be made. She came to him and asked, Lord, don't you care that my sister has left me to do the work by myself? Tell her to help me. Martha, Martha, the Lord answered, you are worried and upset about many things, but few things are needed or indeed only one. Mary has chosen what is better and it will not be taken away from her. Jot this down, jot this down, write this down. The first, the first root cause is we believe busy is better. We believe busy is better. I mean, you go ask most people, just go, go ask somebody today. Hey, how you doing? What, 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 what do you got going on? I'm busy. I'm just busy. Everybody you talk to, I'm busy. I'm just, I'm so so just busy, 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 busy. Matter of fact, we even got sayings that we tell each other because we're so busy. I'm so busy. I'm busier than a one-armed paper hanger. I'm busier than a mosquito on a beach at spring break. I'm busier than a weatherman in a tornado. I'm busier than Walmart at the first of the month. I'm busy, busy, busy. It's, we we, we, we kind of wear busyness like it's a badge of honor. Come on, we're even trying to one-up somebody else. What do you got going this week? Oh, that's all you got going? Let me tell you what I got going. Because I am, I'm busy. And Martha was busy. In verse 40, Martha told Jesus, you tell Mary to help me. Tell her to stop sitting at your feet and tell her to get busy helping me. And Martha believed that being busy was better than sitting at the feet of Jesus. You see, our belief about busy will dictate our behavior about busy. What is it in your belief system that is driving you to live busy? Your enemy, the devil, traffics in deception. He wants you to believe something that is inaccurate. That's how he operates. Let me give you an example. I can take you back to the book of Genesis. And he told Adam and Eve, the devil said, go ahead and eat from the tree in the middle of the garden that God said not to eat from. He said, because listen, if you eat from that tree, you're going to be like God. And they believed it. But it was deception because they were already created in the image of God. And scripture says that she believed the lie and it led to behavior that wasn't healthy for their life. And that's how the devil operates. He gets you to believe a lie that leads you to behavior that is unhealthy. Let me give you three lies. The devil wants you to believe about busy. Three lies. The first lie is a people lie. Like Martha was telling Mary that busy was better. Culture tells you and I that busy is better. Culture says being busy is, is better. It's, it's a value. Just be busy, busy, busy. Our culture can make you believe that you're a human doing instead of a human being. 
Just do, do, do. Work, work, work. Get your phone out. Scroll, 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 go, 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 go. Run, 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 run. Busy, 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 busy. You're a human doing, not a human being. It's a it's a cultural lie. There's a a performance lie. People believe they have to perform to be valuable. As, as I was studying this, this message the last several weeks and even this week, I just wondered if Martha was struggling with feeling like she needed to perform for Jesus. If I perform for Jesus, he'll think I'm, I'm special because I'm, I'm so busy. He, he will notice me because I'm so busy. I, maybe I'll be Jesus's favorite because I'm so busy. And some of you are so busy because you believe you're more valuable when you're performing. If you're performing, you think, oh, if I'm performing, people will notice me. People will like me. They'll validate me. They'll, they'll pat me on, on my back. And you're getting your value from your performance. You believe you have to perform to be valuable. There's a people lie. There's a performance lie. There's a third thing the devil will deceive you with, and that is a production lie. And I wonder, as I thought about Martha, if she believed I'm more valuable when I'm producing than I am when I'm sitting at the feet of Jesus. I have to produce to be valuable. And some of you are so busy because you're getting your value from your production. Pastor, I have to work 60, 70, 80, 90 hours a week because then I'm valuable. My kids have to be in five activities and three sports apiece at the same time because, well, I'm a valuable parent. I, I have to work every night of the week. I come home and I got to work because if I produce, then I'm valuable. Just produce, 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 produce. And, and just check out some of the most popular hashtags on social media in 2022. Most popular hashtags. On my grind. Hashtag can't stop, won't stop. Hashtag grinding. Hashtag daily grind. Hashtag rise and grind. Hashtag working late. Hashtag work hard. Hashtag work is life. Hashtag no days off. Use a fool. <laughs> that, that wasn't on there. That was, that was, that was me. That was me. And the devil will have you believing a lie that leads you to behavior that will break your life instead of blessing your life. Let me give you a second root cause, a second root cause of busyness. Here it goes. We compare ourselves to others. Martha was so busy because she was comparing herself to Mary. Think about this. Her attention was on Mary more than it was on Jesus. And some of you are so busy because your attention is on people more than it is on Jesus. You're busy with things that aren't your business. You're so busy because you're always in someone else's business. Preach, pastor. I'm trying. First Thessalonians chapter 4 and verse 11 says, make it your goal. If you have your Bible, you ought to circle those, three those four words. Make it your goal to do what? To live a quiet life. Minding your own business and working with your hands. 
just as we instructed you before. To break out of busyness, you have to mind your own business. You have to get out of other people's business. Some of you are wearing yourself out because you're so busy in other people's business. And I don't have time to worry about your marriage because I'm working on mine. I don't have time to be worried about what your kids are doing. I'm too busy raising mine. I don't have time to worry about your money, about your car, about your home, about your vacation, about your job, because I'm too busy taking care of my own business. The fastest way to kill what God is doing in your life is to compare your life with someone else's life. Because comparison is an act of violence against yourself. Because you're always comparing your beginning to someone else's middle. You're always comparing your middle to someone else's end. And you have to stop comparing yourself to others. I, I struggle the most with comparing myself to others when it comes to driving. And, and I have to confess that I really need your prayer. Like, I, I need you to pray for me. I have driving problems. If I'm driving on the freeway and somebody is trying to pass me, <laughs> not today. I got problems. I'm the worst when I'm driving on the right lane, coming up to a stop light or a stop sign. Somebody's in the left lane and I see them. They were actually behind me and they got out, gonna try to pass me and get in front of me to be the first at the light. I see you. <laughs> you going faster, I'm going faster. You're going, oh, no, you're not. I'm going to be the first at the light. Gotcha. Then I duck down, hope it's nobody from the church. <laughs> and that's how we live life. Oh, you think you're going to go faster than me? Oh, mm. you, are you going fast? No, you don't go faster than me. I'm going to go fast. Oh, you going fast? No, I'm going to go fast. Let me look at you. Oh, you going faster? I'm going to go faster. Because you're going faster. And Galatians chapter 6 and verse 4 says, Be, but Pay careful attention to your own work, for then you will get the satisfaction of a job well done. And you won't need to compare yourself to anyone else, for we are each responsible for our own conduct church you have to stop comparing yourself to others stop looking out the window at everybody else oh I need to work 3,000 hours a week because they are I need to have my kids in three different sports and activities at one time because they do. I need to go on that vacation because they did. I need that car because they have one. I need a bigger house because they have one. I can skip my kids' games and recitals because they do. I can live busy, 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 busy because they do. And comparison will have your life busy and will break you instead of blessing you. Let me give you the third root cause of busyness. Before I give you this third cause, 
I want us to take five seconds, just look at your neighbor and say, this message is not for me, but I know you need it. Go ahead and tell them, but I know, I, I know you need it. You better listen to that preacher. He's trying to help you today. The third root cause of busyness, number three is this, number three, we are easily distracted from what really matters. It's a third root cause. We're easily distracted from what really matters. Luke chapter 10, I'm going to read it to you again, verse 41. Martha, Martha, the Lord answered, you are worried and upset about many things, but few things are needed, or indeed only one. Mary has chosen what is better, and it will not be taken away from her. And, and so many of us are just like Martha. We're worried and upset about many things, but only a few things are really needed. But it's easy. It's easy for me. It's easy for you to get focused on things that really don't matter. And here's what Jesus said. Jesus said, Mary has chosen what is better. Question for you. Are you choosing what's better? Or has the devil distracted you from better and you're focusing on many things that are really not needed? You think you're striving after success, but you're actually, you've lost sight of what really matters, and you're sabotaging your own success. You're striving, you're gone, you're worried, you're upset, you're busy, you're worried, you're upset, you're busy, you're worried, upset. And you think you're going towards success, but you're really sabotaging your own success. I've done a lot of studying for this series I've read several books. I've done a lot of research along with some of our staff to help me research for this series. And it was rather interesting to me that as we have been reading books and studying that there are several stages to sabotaging your success. So it's common to all of us. And I want to cover very quickly these five stages to sabotaging your success from the books and the studying, I, uh, I added my own insight and thoughts, but I want to hit it very quickly because some of you are there. You're sabotaging your own success, and it's predictable. Here's number one. It's hubris. Hubris. That, that's simply a foolish amount of pride or confidence. We, we tell ourselves and others that we know best. I'm busy because it's best. Everybody needs me. It, it's all happening because of me and pride is the source of so much of our busyness matter of fact later in the series i'm going to talk more about this hubris pride at just an exorbitant amount of pride and confidence confidence number two is this just five stages to sabotaging your success life mismanagement and bad habits proverbs chapter 17 verse 24 says an intelligent person aims at wise action but a fool starts off in many directions and this is where we find 
Martha in many directions. This, this is where some of you find yourself today. You're just going in many directions. You're running in many directions. You're on the verge of sabotaging your own success because of life mismanagement. If you were honest, your life is out of control. Your schedule is out of control. Here's how you sabotage your own success and exorbitant, a, a huge amount of pride and, and, and called hubris. And then you have life mismanagement. You just, your life is just out of whack. Out, it's in chaos. And here's the third step, indulgence and compromise. When your life is spinning out of control, what happens is you start believing that you deserve the indulgence. You deserve the compromise. This happens a lot in my profession. People get so busy going so much, they work so hard, they believe, I work so hard, I deserve the pornography. I deserve to flirt with someone who's not my spouse. I'm working so I'm so busy, I deserve the affair. I'm so busy, I deserve the pills. I'm so busy, I deserve the excess drinking. And the reality is you're about to sabotage your own success. Luke chapter 21 verse 34 says this, watch out. You ought to circle those words in your Bible. Watch out. Don't let your hearts be dulled by carousing and drunkenness and by the worries of this life. Don't let that day catch you unaware. Watch out for indulgence. Watch out for compromise. Here's the fourth one. Here's the fourth step that'll sabotage your success is isolation and secrecy. So what happens next is you pull away from relationships. You stop serving on the dream team. You stop going to the small group. You start coming to church. You stop hanging out with other Christians. And what happens is your secrets start to grow. Nobody can know. And they grow. And they grow. And they grow. And they grow. And Psalm chapter 32 verse 3 says, when I refuse to confess my sin, I'm going to live in secret. Nobody can know. Nobody can know. I'm going to isolate myself. Nobody can know. When I refuse to confess my sin, my body wasted away. And I groaned all day long. Hubris, life mismanagement, indulgence and compromise, isolation and secrecy. Number five, self-deceived. Self-deceived. People who sabotage their own success are self-deceived. I can keep running at this unhealthy pace. I can do it because everybody needs me. Work needs me. Everybody needs me. Hubris. Self-deception. My life mismanagement. I, I know my schedule's bad and, and I'm out of control, but, but it's not as bad as other people's. Self-deception. I mean, I know I've got some indulgence. I, I know I'm compromising a little bit, but I'm not hurting anybody. Nobody, nobody has to know. It's, it's just my little thing. It's my little thing. It helps me. I deserve it. Self-deception. You know what? I can, I'll get over this by myself. I, I, can, I can do this by myself. I'm a big man. I'm a big woman. But I, I, I got this. I, I, I'll isolate myself. Self. Deception. You're, you're deceived. Your life is out of control. Proverbs 27, verse 12. This scripture has been on my heart so much for this series. I believe this is a word from the Lord for some people today. Proverbs 27, 12. The prudent see danger 
and take refuge. But the simple keep going and pay the penalty. Today, some of you don't see the danger. And I really believe God sent me. He, he has sent this series to tell you you're in danger. You don't see it, but you're starting to redline. You're pushing too hard. Your schedule, your life is out of control. You're, you're, you're going too hard. You're, you don't see it, but, but things are not good. Your, your health is, is suffering. Don't, don't miss a week of this series. Today, my goal is not to resolve it all today. We got a hit entire series. I'm going to help you. Don't miss a week of this series. I'm going to help you get out of this busyness that's sabotaging your own success. And then there are some of you that you see the danger. And the question is this, will you take refuge? Will you change? And the scripture says this, the simple, they just keep going. The prudent see danger. They go, this is not good. I hear what pastor's saying, this is not good. I got I to change something in my marriage. I got to change something with my schedule. I got to change um, investing in my kids. I got to change and I got I to get in a small group. I got to take refuge. And then, but the simple, you know what they do? They hear something like this and they just keep going with their busyness. And they just keep going with their schedule. And they just keep going with their bad habits. And they keep going with the compromise. And they keep going with their kids in three and four activities apiece. And they keep going and running themselves ragged. They're worn out already, but they just keep going. Their health's declining, but they just keep going. And if you just keep going, the scripture says you will pay the penalty. It will break you, not bless you.